Oh, this is the podcast, yeah. No, but really, guys, this is the podcast. This is two chickpeas in a podcast. Hey, it's your girl Nikisa. Hey, it's your girl Tav. And you're listening to Two Chickpeas in a Podcast. We are so sorry that we've been away for a hot minute. We uh, needed the summer. It was not even a hot girl summer, was it? It was a shit boy summer. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> shit boy summer. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, it wasn't very hot, but we are back and we're here to start with uh, a great episode, actually, and a great guest. Uh, her name is Keisha, she's an online coach and fitness instructor. Hi guys, my name is Keisha. So nice to be here and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here because I'm gonna be talking about all things PCOS with you. So yeah, thank you. No, thank you, because of the education. I've learned more from you in the last couple of weeks than I have from any healthcare professional, fitness person in the gym, like anyone. Um, in regards to PCOS. So for any of our listeners out there who don't know what PCOS is, it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. And basically what that means is that you have a number of cysts on your ovaries, which causes you to have a hormone imbalance, which then causes you to have a number of long um, symptoms that affect you on a daily basis and because it is so linked with your menstrual cycle you are going through it every day every month just all the time so to start off (laughs) to start off I feel like women's health just needs to be researched a whole lot more um snaps because um and when it comes to pcos i mean yes you can have multiple cysts on your ovaries some women don't have any cysts at all but still go through all of those symptoms of polycystic ovaries um and you know it is draining like on a day-to-day from the moment that you were diagnosed and told hey just lose weight (laughs) and you go home and you have no idea what you're doing um it can be frustrating so being able to help women um on a day-to-day and give them that structure that they need to make sure that they can reverse their symptoms and ultimately you know make sure that they're ovulating getting regular periods not facing confidence issues because they're battling with unwanted hair or hair loss and those are some of the key symptoms. Some of get, right? yeah, just some. <laughs> so I don't know if we even mentioned it's PCOS Awareness Month, and that's hence the whole reason why we wanted to do this episode. Nikki actually has PCOS. She's been diagnosed. How long has it been now? It has been ten whole years since I've been diagnosed with PCOS. I started to feel symptoms around the time I was seventeen. I didn't have a period for about seven or eight months and in this time I felt super extra crazy and my mom's like it's because you haven't had a period you need to let all those like toxins and things out and I'm sure that's what it is as soon as you get your period you know you'll be fine I'm sure she raised a few eyebrows and maybe thought I was sexually active but I wasn't (laughs) I was Nikita the version and uh I just was yeah felt basically Nikita the Virgin who thought she could be pregnant with all the symptoms she had I'm talking about myself in third person but yeah I just I had I just the mood swings were really really hard to deal with um I put on a lot of weight in a short amount of time which hadn't 
happened to me before I'd, I've always been a bit you know a bit curvy a bit bigger than everyone else but I noticed such a difference in my weight gain um fatigue was really hard stress a really really over emotional so I went to the doctor with all my symptoms and just get being told that you're putting on weight you need to lose it stop eating so much exercise some more um even though I'm telling them like I haven't had a period in ages all my mood swings and stuff these are all key symptoms for the diagnosis you know it should have been screaming at them I felt but I basically had to go and beg for me to have an ultrasound and as soon as I had that I you know it just sort of lit up like a Christmas tree how many ovaries I had on both of um yeah sorry how many cysts I had on both of my ovaries and yeah I've been suffering with it ever since then and I have tried to keep going back to my GP over the years explaining uh how hard it is with all the weight gain I feel it seems like I never ever lose weight all I ever do is put it on uh about my mood swings and all they ever tell me is diet and exercise which I have definitely feel like I've been trying and I'm not gonna lie it's not like I try very hard all the time because you do become very defeated when you you can't see any change in results and yeah sometimes you just give in and think you know what F it. I'm gonna drink as much as I want eat whatever the hell I want because it makes you feel good and yeah it wasn't until Keisha kindly came along and educated me <laughs> so much about food um stress sleep how important this all is to reversing your symptoms and I just can't stress enough how much every healthcare professional or fitness instructor has sort of never ever given me this advice and has always made me feel like it's a lazy girl syndrome which has been really hard (laughs) yeah and it's definitely not a lazy girl syndrome I know I go through it and before I reverse my symptoms of PCOS even whilst losing the weight, I would have times where I felt extremely fatigued. My moods would just be out of whack to the point that I would literally be at home and I'll be happy one minute and the next minute I'll just want to close the door on everyone. Um, And for my, when I was diagnosed with PCOS, I was around 13 years old. Um, I had got my period really early and my parents were a little bit shocked. I did not get the virginity, <laughs> the virginity <laughs> look at all. I'm pretty sure I was too young. Um, but I actually went to the doctor over here and they refused to do any scans. Um, they were not understanding either. They were just like, okay, she's got her period, cool, here you go, just stick a tampon in it. Um, Mm. And it was just like that. Um, And my mom was frustrated because my, you know, periods would be painful, like not regular pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I would feel sick. I would be skipping out of swimming lessons with the school and not being able to do PE or going to school. And my mom actually ended up taking me to India. Um, We went to India. She took me to a doctor there and she literally paid them for a scan because over there you can like pay your way through that. Um, She paid them for a scan. She got all the paperwork to show that I had polycystic ovaries. We came back to London, showed the doctor and we were like, right, Keisha now needs a scan done by the NHS. Um, So then we got a scan and um yeah i had polycystic ovaries and i walked out of that room feeling extremely defeated because all i was told to do was to exercise and eat no carbs and for a kid 
that's, that's really hard yeah and that's <laughs> fucking rude like how dare you yeah so did you feel a bit like did you feel like they still weren't caring at the time that you came back to the UK I didn't find it to be caring at all um I found it to be really confusing and then I just turned a blind eye through all of high school because I was like how am I not gonna go ahead and pick up the panini in the lunchroom (laughs) um or eat the pasta king that I really want to eat just because of the fact that I have PCOS which I didn't even understand about at that time but they didn't go into the specifics of you know they're just like oh eat right exercise all of this which you think you can do you're allowed balanced meals so why wouldn't you go ahead and like have a panini or a pasta or something you know you're trying to like balance your meals and also as a teenager it's really hard especially when I think it's more so as a teenager because I feel like everyone around you their metabolisms are a lot quicker like you see them eating everything they want and they don't put on anything ever and I definitely felt isolated in my experiences growing up, not being able to necessarily feel like I can enjoy the same foods as my friends or feel guilt free when I have that, because I know that I'm not going to lose it off of me like how they will. That was really quite isolating, I felt. So another thing that I be- was really conscious of was how I was losing hair from my head um you know even to this day like quite thick strands of it like come out and I'm really hairy everywhere else in like crazy places do you know what I mean I'm like I'm a woman I shouldn't be growing hair here and it's just the bane of my life really and but it's natural to grow hair everywhere do you know what I mean I think yeah when you see it when you do see it everywhere you're like why is it there but it's that that's that's natural I initially just thought it was an Indian girl thing. So when I was like ridiculously hairy, which I laser hair removal, amen. When (laughs) I was ridiculously hairy, I was thinking, oh, do you know what? Maybe like every other Indian girl is this hairy. But to be fair, there is natural hair, which is totally fine. And you know, it's cool to have like your hairy legs and embrace your hair on your body. But then there's that unwanted hair that comes through with PCOS and that's facial hair. That's, um, you know, hair on in places which is just excessive to the point that I have literally sat down before with another male member of my family and been like, shit, who has more hair on their legs? You know, and it can get like that. And laser hair removal has helped me, but also, um, you know, changing lifestyle um, choices making um better choices with how i exercise but not overdoing it and managing stress has helped massively um i used to go into school and i used to be worried about the front of my head um just because i felt like i lost so much hair there and it used to stress me out on a day-to-day like oh do i tie a ponytail am i pulling my hair back too much um and again a little few lifestyle changes have just made a massive difference and also maybe some like more sympathy from the professionals who have diagnosed you as well because like I said I was always made to feel like the my diagnosis is a nothing diagnosis you know lots of people do have this and doctors have gone on to say that loads of women who um do have this condition you are at risk of becoming infertile but so many people go on and on to have babies and so many people have this condition don't even know it and they have lots of children so they make it feel like okay yes you do have this diagnosis you will experience these symptoms but really like don't worry at all because loads of women go on to have babies and like you'll be fine but 
I think there needs to be some more sympathy around, especially you were diagnosed even younger than me at 13, me at 17. And I just wish there was a bit more of a, you know, even just like two, three minute more of a chat about what this will do to me, how you can handle this and also breaking down different types of food and how that will affect you. Because before meeting and speaking with Keisha, I had no idea how much gluten and dairy really inflames these conditions. Well, it contributes towards your body not being able to break down insulin, which contributes to your weight gain. I've learned all of this in the last couple of weeks with Keisha. Yeah, I've had this diagnosis. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. But also like I've had this diagnosis for 10 years and I'm only just learning this now. So there's really not enough information about this condition and diagnosis out there for women at all to know how to handle it properly. And I would say like a severe lack of sympathy, not only from medical professionals, but anytime I've ever gone to the gym and told people there about my condition. And then a lot of people who are employed in gyms as well are men. A lot of them look at you like "Mm, lazy girl syndrome. Lots of them are personal trainers themselves and they don't know about PCOS or the fact that one in five women have it. So it's such a common uh, diagnosis amongst amongst so many women yet so many healthcare professionals and personal trainers and dietitians and things don't actually have a lot of great information about how, what you can do exercise wise or food wise to really help that and a lot of the a lot of the reactions I've I've come across or I've personally received has been ah don't worry about that that's all like pants or you know, I don't want to hear about PCOS. That's nothing to me. That's just lazy. Who the hell's saying me that? That's so rude. A few trainers. I want to blast them on here. Do you know what I mean? Because they're also IG famous as uh, Instagram famous as like personal trainers. And I can't believe the way that they've made me feel about my condition. And I would say in the last couple of months, especially across this summer, like my symptoms have become even more extreme. And I I can't keep denying this to myself either now as well. Like this is taking a real big toll on me on a daily basis. My fatigue has never been this bad. I'm trying really hard to like balance that with multivitamins and all of these other things to help aid it. Now I have a bit more focus and clarity around my diet and exercise. So yeah, also the fact that, you know, Keisha's pointed out that a lot more weight-based training rather than cardio is so much more beneficial to your body. Whereas again, all these other men in the gym have been like, you're not sweating enough. You need to do more cardio. Well, that's all the wrong information. (laughs) So can you you explain to us a bit more, Keisha, about the weight-based training and how that works? So when I initially started training as well, I thought, you know what, I need to absolutely sweat buckets in the gym to lose weight. Um, But what I noticed was after I finished those sessions and say if I was training with a friend, they were all seeing results and I was just not seeing change. Um, In fact, the opposite thing was happening to me. So if they were to go on the rowing machine for 10 minutes and I was to be right next to them doing 10 minutes of rowing, they will be sweating buckets and feeling good and I will be sweating buckets and feeling awful. Um, And ultimately slower weighted workouts actually help us in losing weight because doing all the workouts that stress us out like burpees like um, you know rowing or sprinting um, will ultimately raise your cortisol levels in your body and when you raise your cortisol levels in your body ultimately that insulin resistance starts 
getting more intense. Um, insulin resistance gets more intense, you start holding on to more fat. To be able to lose weight and also get a really good endorphin release, pay attention to what you love doing. Um, it's not, I mean, it's it's a life principle for me, you know, I'm not going to do anything if it stresses me out. And just like training as well, I'm going to do slower weighted workouts because they make me feel good. They don't raise my cortisol levels. I actually see change and I'm not there sweating buckets. Like I'm going to go out after this. <laughs> so, you know, it ultimately it's a win-win. Yeah. So it's a good feeling of going to the gym and actually knowing that you're not going to be there sweating and being like, I want to go home and not come back to the gym. Cause that, that can be something that really, that really like hinders you, you wanting to even work out. If you're not comfortable in the gym, if you feel like, oh my God, I have to physically be tired by the end of this gym session. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one thing that really gets me is that I have to like physically feel like some kind of like, like exhaustion yeah exactly um but actually it's not the case at all you just need to get in the good workout and feel and feel it in yourself um so yeah thanks for for making me feel like I can go to the gym and not have to work my ass off in that sense you know what I mean yeah that's okay and also when it comes to doing cardio right some of us love doing cardio and if you enjoy it actually 30 minutes of cardio even for someone with PCOS doesn't raise your cortisol levels but post that 30 minute point where you start actually stressing your body out that is when you will start you know feeling that intense wave of drained feeling or tiredness <laughs> um, and you will notice that ultimately you know your cortisol levels are spiking um, in the summertime when I was trying to shred weight um, a little bit more obviously I've gone through many phases of my training um, when I was trying to shred weight any of my cardio days would be 30, min 30 minutes on the Stairmaster so that's low intensity cardio but it is again um, quite a sweaty workout but nothing more than that. Okay. Yeah, sometimes like seven minutes on Star Master, I'm like, let me get off. <laughs> so sometimes it, it'd be getting hard on there. But yeah, I, I can completely see how that would, what you mean by like, that would be a slow workout and you're, yeah. Low. Slight side note, but relevant to the Star Master workout. Yeah. Beyonce Homecoming live album will take you there. I stayed on Stairmasters for 40 minutes. Is it? Yeah, yeah with that, I'll yeah. That now I know, I need to do it for half an hour, but yeah, Beyonce will carry you on the stairs, girl. You will, <laughs> you will walk up and that, down them. <laughs> yeah, I finished a whole Jane the Virgin episode on Stairmaster. Yes. Oh yeah, you were saying you love Jane the Virgin, isn't it? It's you. Uh, we watched that like throughout the whole, sorry, this is side note again. We watched that throughout the whole of lockdown, the first lockdown, my mum was obsessed. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, so yeah having something that you know that will motivate you even more in the gym because sometimes I'll go to the gym and I'll be like you know it's really good that I have some workouts which is great but not everyone will have a personal trainer or anything like that but I think it's knowing how much you need to do in there to feel like you've completed your workout and like having a great playlist having uh, like you said like something to watch is going to really make you want to stay and complete it I feel like so many many times I will just stop working out just because I'm like no 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 this is too much I'm done um, but now I know that I have my sets to complete I know I have and that that's going to benefit me and I do feel the change after I'll keep going so yeah for sure and I think when it comes to like 
I have ladies who aren't even my clients, right, who follow some PCOS friendly workouts on my page and they'll tell me that they've noticed a difference. So it's just about, you know, take, getting yourself there. Um, I have some clients and obviously I work with loads of clients with mental health as well. So who I'll be like, do you know what? Just get up, walk to the gym, touch the front door of the gym and come back home. That's, do you know what, that's so important that you've said that because I do want to explore more the mental blocks that you have with this. So it's all very well saying, yeah, go to the gym, exercise, watch what you're eating, even with, you know, all the information I have now about becoming gluten-free, dairy-free, um, but also like the mental challenges that come with this. So first and foremost, like you said, the gym, because of your hormone imbalances and the way that you can have extreme mood swings in the day and I can't stress this enough like I can't tell you how many days I've had where I've woken up with great amazing energy and then like throughout the day I'll I'll just really feel a shift in that and then it becomes very like my fatigue really comes into play I feel really low about myself and that's the complete opposite of how I was feeling in the morning and I I'm starting to realize the older I get like how much of a toll that takes on your body your mind your soul so even though like I've maybe got up and had a great attitude and great I've had like great energy levels for going to the gym after work because I'm now having this massive mood swing my mind is trying to tell me to do everything but go to the gym it's telling you like you want to go home curl up on the sofa and like shut out the world basically and to try and fight that feeling is really really hard and not saying like it's an excuse because I know now like I do have to really commit to battering myself and basically forcing yourself in the gym because honey once you're there you're there and you'll be fine I don't know what it is about like it's physically, the journey it's, phys yeah. Yeah, it's the physical journey of going to the gym once you're there you're fine you're absolutely fine it's the minute you wake up and you're like oh god you know what I actually maybe I will like sort out the the ironing and maybe I'll wash up. I mean, it's like giving yourself 5,000 things to do before you actually make the effort to go. But once you are there, you do just stay and you, you can do what you need to do, right? Yeah, definitely. But even, so even me, like I, my gym is directly across the road from where I work, like literally 30 second walk. But it is crazy, like depending on how low your mood is, like you you will really, really convince yourself that you can't, even though it's right there. And I think even more so now as well, because I beforehand I didn't know that I could do a lot of weight-based training that would be beneficial to me. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, you have like a good hour and a bit of cardio to do before you even get onto the weight section. You make it such an overwhelming thing in your mind that you can't do this. And now that... I've I know that I can do more weight-based training it's not that I don't sweat at all or it's not hard in its own way it is just a lot easier than like I don't know cycling or running for how long and I'm someone who really watches my calories and how much I'm burning and that that for me is what the stress factor is I suppose in doing cardio I, I like the sweat I like that feeling but I think the stress comes with like oh, I'm not burning enough calories quick enough because I'm I'm spending so long on this and I'm getting really tired the more I'm doing it because I was aiming to burn like four to five hundred calories like a workout basically and that can take me like an hour and a bit sometimes and you you get tired in that and then you've got to go over into the weight section and, and do all of that as well um 
it's a mental thing isn't it yeah it really is and something that i say for that to all of my clients and i mean you guys might have noticed and got the messages from me but this structure um and creating a timetable for yourself and making space in that timetable for life to happen. And that means allowing space for absolutely anything to happen in the day. So adding random blocks of empty space in your day, but putting in time to work out or to do a little bit of stretching or meditation and to prepare your meals just gets you so much further because you wake up knowing what you're doing and when you need to do it. And it also allows you to be like, I need to stay disciplined because motivation can only get you so far. You can scroll through tons of Instagram fitness profiles and be like, right, I'm motivated now to go to the gym, but are you really gonna get up and go? So it's that discipline that really needs to get you there. And you need to realize that for you to reverse your PCOS, for you to go ahead and actually see change and see those transformations, it's just discipline and consistency consistency is the key let me tell you that's one thing I feel like I struggle with a lot is like I'll have like this yeah 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 I want to do this and I want to do that but I'll do it for like a, a certain amount of days and then leave it and then it'd be like oh why is nothing changing but really like if you are consistently showing yourself and you know like you said working working out what, what what's my plan for the day am I going to be able to fit this in if I'm not what else can I do to to help myself um then yeah you can already see because me, myself and Nikki have joined with Keisha and it's only been a few weeks but already I do find myself being like okay cool this is what I'm gonna have today and I'm having this and you know I'm going to work not spending money in the canteen I'm already having like my lunch and my dinner at work and it's already working for me in that sense and you know that what you you know exactly what you're eating as well um which has which has really shown me yeah what I'm putting in my body which is nice. Now I'm watching up for everything that contains gluten and dairy. It is really crazy to for me to see how much more I am thinking about food, which I thought would really stress me out. But it's not it's not been as bad as I thought. I mean, I can't lie. Like I I will give up all the dairy, but cheese is the one thing I'm like struggling with. Even like the other day I was like, oh, I'll make a taco salad. You can't have cheese. And I'm just like, wanna cry about that. We got, we got lacto-free cheese. I've Honey, lacto-free cheese so far for me is not where it's at. <laughs> it's not where it's at. When, when you're a cheese lover, it's not the same. Mm. And I love cheese as well. Mm. Um, so I still have days where even though like I'm going to talk a little bit more in a minute about my PCOS and how I managed to reverse it but even though I'm pretty much you know I have reversed my PCOS now um, I will have days where I will be like oh do you know what I really want cheese on this and I'll go ahead and put the cheese on but I will bear in mind that okay do you know what after this I might get a few breakouts and I might feel a little bit of tummy pain but other than that it's fine. So you know, you know, when you're prepared in your head, like you're, you eating this, but you know, you might feel it. <laughs> yeah. And now that you've reversed your symptoms, so you said that you might feel a bit of pain and things, but can you slowly start introducing glaring dairy and gluten back into your life? So, um, no. Um, the simple answer is no, because I will always suffer from polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, reversing my symptoms means that I actually don't show any signs of it. I have recently had a check done which says that I have no ovarian cysts, I regularly ovulate, and I have a very regular period. Um, so 
I know that if I was to go back on myself and change my lifestyle and slowly reintroduce cheese, I am going to basically start having those same, you know, hormonal issues that I but was you, having before. But you allow yourself to cheat every once in a while. Like pizza is life. Like you need it once in a while. 100%. Pasta and pizza is life for life. me. <laughs> you don't understand. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you you were saying that you reversed it. And how long do you feel like that's taken you to do so? To be fair, um, consistently, it's taken me about three years. um, And I have been extremely consistent with exercise, with making sure I'm monitoring what I'm eating and I'm allowing myself to cheat. Um, And something that I think I'm on a constant journey of is mental health and mindfulness um from a really young age um just due to general living situations and i'll talk a minute in a minute about how pcos can be induced in your life but um just due to general living situations i had loads of like stresses from a very young age so for me meditation has been something that i've been doing from the age of 14 like every single night i will meditate even if it's for five minutes and i journal so that has made a massive impact but i feel like that is one journey that you can't stop growing in and that is something that is constantly going to help keep my stress levels down and my pcos reversed amazing that's like inspo right there i'm like wow it is and it is a complete I know when you talk about any diet they say it's not really a diet it's a lifestyle change but only now with this now because it's so closely linked to my PCOS diagnosis am I really seeing how much I have to change every single aspect of my life like I fight my sleep every single night and I have done for years since university that was like a crazy big stress in my life as well like my final year broke me in so many different ways I can't even begin to say but since then I've really struggled with my sleep to say asleep consistent through the night or I find myself fighting my sleep every night because I don't feel like I necessarily have enough time in the day um so maybe I do need to try joining one of your meditation sessions to sort of take me there to that knockout stage um but yeah just other things like my sleep also stress is something I find really hard to to control in my life because I have come to realize across this summer that I don't pay attention to the signs that's really leading me up to like have like outbursts of stress or to really feel like overwhelmed with that feeling of stress because I'm ignoring it ignoring it until it's sort of like at the surface and I can't anymore and I I don't even know what's taken me there in the day or what's been happening so that's something I'm starting to realize because uh, I've been really reading up loads recently about how stress really links with resisting insulin and you know that's a massive cause of not being able to break down what I'm eating or or losing the weight and things so it is massive when it comes to lifestyle I'm like wow I really really have to get a grip on my sleep for the first time in my life because it's not nothing I can push away anymore like it's affecting me in my day-to-day life stress is something I've not been able to deal with that well ever since I can remember that's another lifestyle change also my relationship with food as well I've had it's been really really complex as well I will go through phases in the month of not eating loads because in certain times of the month I don't need to the week before my period I'm a bottomless pit um I just cannot stop eating anything and then it goes to the other extreme the next week when you start your period of eating next to nothing because I'm going through chronic period pain 
and how much that takes and then again in that week how much you fall off your whole routine because your period pain your fatigue takes over your whole life so you know it is that much harder to you know not eat a, a bit more chocolate than you should be or um taking yourself to the gym because you're in chronic pain um so yeah starting to really open my eyes like this is a serious thing and as you mentioned before um Keisha about how there's a real lack of research knowledge and money yeah for sure and something that I've noticed like to talk on your sleep point um CBD helps massively um taking CBD I actually have a CBD like vape here (laughs) um but like (laughs) CBD um right before you sleep actually really helps lower your cortisol levels that will give you a great sleep and will really help with stress um I literally just put a few drops um of my CBD oil under my tongue before I go to bed and I have a great sleep um, before I started taking CBD and using it regularly, I noticed my sleeping patterns were quite off as well. Um, and I use this app called Sleep Cycle. This is not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I use an app called Sleep Cycle and it's basically um, an app which tracks your sleep and like when you're getting like that REM sleep and, mm-hmm. you know, really being able to have that good quality night. Um, and I noticed that ever since I started taking CBD, my quality of sleep had just been increasing and increasing. Um, Now it's at like the 90, 94% range, which is really good from like 62. Wow. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So going back to your point of like how you, you know, you were young, you were diagnosed at 13 and you know, you really have had to try and change your lifestyle. Can you walk us through your journey a little bit in terms of like how you, you know, you kind of mentioned how you reverse your PCOS. Yeah, of course. Um, So when I was first diagnosed with PCOS, I didn't pay attention to it. Um, I didn't pay attention to it for a good few years, um, just because I was in high school and I was like, well, you know, it is what it is kind of mentality. um, And I really just want to eat all the foods that I enjoy. Um, I did notice and there's this one flashback that replays in my head over and over again. But I was in high school at one point and this boy came up to me and he was like, you have hair on your chin. And oh my God, did that upset me. I went home, I bought myself a pair of tweezers and I kept those tweezers by my side for ages. Um, And it was something that I was really nervous to talk about for a very long time. Um, But it is really normal for ladies with PCOS. And something that I tell everyone is that you're not alone. Like we are all going through it and it's never, you know, once, you know, one cure for everyone. Um, It's always a different fix for everyone, but making sure that, you know, you can do those little lifestyle changes. So a few things that I did when I decided to reverse my PCOS was, um, I think I was around the age of like, probably 16, 17. Um, I started going to the gym regularly. Um, I also started going to the gym and the main reason why I started was for mental health benefits. Um, I really found that the gym was a space where I could just work on myself. It was that hour in a day where I didn't care about anything else going on. I'll put my headphones in, have Nicki Minaj's playlist on and I would just work out and just feel like an absolute bad bee. And then I would go home and just go to the regular day. I didn't look at my diet then. um, So I was just exercising. So my stress decreased. 
um, I was doing something that I enjoyed and I always loved weight training. So cardio was never something that I wanted to do. So I was always aiming to weight train um, and, you know, bits of cardio here and there, but I didn't realize that it wasn't as beneficial for me. And then um, I started looking into PCOS a little bit more because I really wanted to see like, how can I actually get rid of the hairiness or the hair loss that I was facing? Because for me, that was the main thing. Um, I, you know, looked into a few dietary changes. I made a few of those dietary changes. I tried to go dairy free um, for quite a while. Um, Not my cheese though at that point, Mm -hmm. I still love cheese. Um, And I basically was helping myself when it came to my periods. Um, Then I went through a little bit of a downfall and I ended up having, um, basically my lifestyle just went back to normal where I was eating wherever I wanted. I didn't really go to the gym regularly and I ended up having cysts on my ovaries. Um, The way I noticed this was because I started having like really bad faints and seizures um with yeah it was awful um and I was actually staying at my grandparents at the time where I would literally I passed out upstairs I came downstairs to tell my grandma that I had passed out and I passed out again (laughs) um so I was in the hospital they did scans they were like yes there's you know cysts that are rupturing And it is really painful if you've had a ruptured cyst. So I completely understand. But um, yeah, that really just kicked me in the ass and was like, right, I'm not feeling this pain again. (laughs) So I decided to get my workouts back, um, decided to really focus on my diet and making sure that I'm not cutting out foods that I enjoy. I still love my chili paneer here and there. And I know it's not the best thing, but I enjoy it. Um, And I'll still eat, you know, um, foods that I love, but making sure that it's gluten-free and dairy-free. And I've learned to love it as well. Also, when I was initially diagnosed with PCOS, I was put on the pill. So I was on the pill for a very long time. And oh my God, that is probably one of the worst decisions, well, best worst decisions I've made because it taught me a lot, Um, but it threw my cycle out of whack like I basically had no period for a very long time I still experienced the symptoms um after I got off of of the pill um but whilst being on the pill that's basically just a band-aid solution to PCOS Um, isn't it supposed to regulate your periods right well you don't really have a period when you are on the pill um your period so any type of contraceptive pill actually stops you from ovulating. Um, So that fake bleed that you have is literally a fake bleed. Um, So whether you have like, um, you know, those, what are they called? Fake pills? Um, Placebo? Placebo pills, that's it. Um, So whether you have placebo pills or you have to skip those seven days when you are switching from pill pack, that is basically not really a proper period um, because you're not releasing an egg. So what happens is when you do get off of the pill and you start, you know, waiting to get that proper period, those pains are awful. Mm. Um, And I had a very long time before I got my period. Um, And then when I did get my period, I didn't get a next one after that for a very long time. So it took me a while to get my cycle back in check. But I feel like the pill should not be the band-aid solution to PCOS. Hence why, again, women's health needs to be researched so much more because these solutions, they're okay if you're going on a quick holiday and you don't wanna get your period in the swimming pool, but they're not okay for, you know, making a woman feel good on her day-to-day life. Um, And what I would say is that if you are on the pill right now, um, 
think about um, weaning off of it, but don't wean off of it straight away because that is really difficult and that is what I did. But start making your lifestyle changes whilst you are on the pill so that when you do jump off of it, it's a lot easier to adapt into your new lifestyle Mm -hmm. as well of being gluten and dairy free and making sure you're doing the slow weighted workouts. Because another symptom of the pill or any other contraceptives is that you do tend to gain quite a bit of weight. Um, And that does usually tend to be a lot of water weight as well that your body holds onto when you are on the pill. Hence why people feel as if when they do jump off of the weight, they I mean, jump off of the pill, they shred a lot of weight. Um, and another reason I was reading a statistic, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but another reason why many women get off of the pill is because of weight gain. Yeah, exactly. That's literally why I got off it. I mean, I wasn't taking it for PCOS reasons. <laughs> it was all other reasons. But I remember being like, I am getting freaking big. Like, what is going on? And it was since I took the pill. Also, I feel, I feel like it, you know, it changes your mood a lot as well, right? So that can, uh, you know, as a, if you have PCOS already, I can imagine like if your mood's already like quite up and down, that's not going to make it better. That was my experience when I did go on the pill for the little while that I was on it. It it sent me do lally. I really, really felt even more like my mood swings were even more exaggerated and extreme yeah emotionally it just really really messed with me and I was like I don't understand how taking the pill which contains hormones helps my hormone imbalance because it's everywhere um so yeah it didn't didn't work for me yeah so something that I would say is you know to prevent all of that because it is stressful um I would say go for supplements like omega-3 um, implement that into your life vitamin d um inisetol inisetol is something that is found in metformin and a lot of women who have pcos are put on metformin but metformin has a lot of side effects as well um inisetol is basically the substance in there with literally no side effects i actually have it in my bottle of water right now um but it really helps with your insulin resistance it helps with your so cravings. What, what is that again and where do you get this um i actually inisetol is like a supplement that you can buy off of like a protein store I I get mine from bulk powders or my protein um, and it's literally just an unflavored powder you can add into your water it really helps with insulin resistance your cravings for foods um, and your mood overall send me the link (laughs) I will I will um and another thing is that obviously if you go onto my page you'll notice as well but a lot of my clients once they have been put on an isotope have also got their period regularly too so it will really help with your egg health um, what do you recommend for um, chronic period pain? Because that's something I struggle with. I think it was even worse as a teenager. Like I, I used to, it used to feel like someone was punching me in the stomach. I remember like falling to the floor with my pain. What do you recommend for that? So honestly, um, as you do make lifestyle changes and you notice that you are keeping your stress levels down, you're working out. Another thing that I recommend for period pain is to do a workout. As crazy as it sounds, um, it really helps with your periods. And a really good stretch, um, a good stretch, a good meditation where you're able to control your breathing um, and divert your mind is really useful. There isn't really a specific supplement that is going to help with that chronic pain because I know with PCOS it can be so painful. Um, but just being able to almost make those lifestyle changes and see the decrease in pain is something that you'll definitely see damn you know like as a kid because like I 
didn't get diagnosed with PCOS they said I was borderline and I was like okay so do I have it or do I not have it I don't get it because when they did my scan it was a lot of small cysts rather than large cysts and I think you have to have large cysts right to be diagnosed correct I don't know okay so yeah they said like you know I was I was borderline and the the thing was I had a lot of facial hair like crazy like and I would get it all all down my neck and my chin and it was like no matter how many times I was threading it it would be back there like a week later um and so I've started to do laser now which has really helped me and I don't know I still don't know to this day if I really do have PCOS or not but I'm I'm already taking this changes now as you know I've signed up with you and um just yeah just carrying on watching what I eat and carrying on with my laser which I feel like laser really has helped me so much because before no matter what I did like I just said I literally would thread it like three four five six days in it's fully there but also sympathizing with other people. So like me as a teenager who couldn't afford this, like right. wouldn't have been able to have done this. Maybe you're too young to even do stuff like laser and, you know, would have to do things like, you know, like I basically had to wax my face like every two weeks. Uh, what a toll that is on you, like your skin. Also, if you don't have a lot of money and you're a young person, like, you know, these, are, I'm not, not sympathizing with that. Like, yeah, all of these things are the solution. They're not cheap. And I'm no, not running not, away from that cheap. either. It's really, really it's unfair. Not cheap. Yeah. It's really unfair. But yeah, laser is the only thing that I think has been helping with with the excess hair growth. And then hopefully eventually as I become more and more consistent with my diet. But foods, certain foods as well, they kind of like spark that, isn't it? They kind of spark the, the hair growth in a way or like can make it worse. Yeah, because they promote testosterone in your body with certain foods that you have, especially I think dairy is the one that does that, isn't it? Yeah, dairy definitely does that. And that's why another supplement, so fish oil is great. And also a lot of people get acne um, with PCOS as well, like hormonal acne, um, which can be another real like kick to your confidence. So making sure that you're just doing these small changes um, and stress, oh my God, I cannot stress how important (laughs) it is to manage your stress because it will help not just in the PCOS side of things but so many side of things and you would say managing your stress from like working out and meditating is probably the best way to do so right yep working out and meditating and you'll be surprised but the food that you put in your body think of your body as your own temple right you've only got one body so you need to provide it with all of these good nutrients and things that you can trust because you can go out and get a Big Mac but I don't know what is in that so there are things that you can make at home instead um, and knowing that you're cooking your food and it's getting all that love that you have inside of you inside it is so important but we are Asian girls Keisha yourself included and one thing I had to come to you with earlier this week was the fact that I was going to a wedding on Saturday how do I avoid the booze, the food? And luckily you you did sort of just say, look, you can't <laughs> have a have a cheat meal um, and sort of let your hair down. But as we are coming into like the more autumn season, I feel like it gets a lot more festive. I feel like more and more people do hang out in the pub. Um, well, my friendship circle does anyway, hangs out in the pub a lot more uh you know delve into those autumnal kind of comfort foods and then you've got like the Christmas period that comes up and all hell breaks loose so for these kind of moments in our life how would you advise managing that so 
things are always going to come up in your life right events are always going to be there and something that I say to everyone is you're allowed two cheap meals a week because at the end of the day when you're trying to make something a lifestyle you'll notice that allowing yourself to have a little bit of leniency will allow you to adapt into it a lot easier so for example you're going to a wedding um soon so what you can do is absolutely let your hair down and drink because you need to have fun as well I go out and drink with my friends but that is included as a cheat meal now when you are eating at a wedding opt for the higher protein options a good amount of protein is never going to do you wrong when you are weight training when you are going towards the festive seasons christmas time christmas surprisingly is quite a high protein delicious meal because you've got turkey which is really high lean meat and protein um and then you've got brussels sprouts you've got those yorkshire puddings and carbs are great for you so even when they've got say, the gluten in there well if you can get a gluten free for mm. your family if you guys are making that would be perfect but again if you want to have the gluten yorkshire puddings just prepare yourself for that feeling of swelling it's not going to last but it is something that is going to set you back ever so slightly um it doesn't mean that you can't make those changes in the next few days after you do have that rest period of no festive but my biggest thing is how do I control my drinking around the festive period because I love a good merry Christmas my guys I love to be merry at Christmas but in in Christmas time I feel like it's a good like two and a bit weeks of like there's loads of things to go to. Everyone's like, go on, it's Christmas, have a drink. What would your advice be for me around that? Because I, I know already now, like, it's not really an option this year, is it? No. And honestly, I would say opt for the drinks that you know are going to be a lot cleaner for your diet. So gin and tonic, vodka and soda with lime. Um, if you want to have a glass of wine, go for it. I mean, it's all about moderation and balance. Balance is going to do you 10 times more good than cutting anything out ever will. Um, so finding that balance and being able to enjoy yourself because you would rather not be stressing yourself out sitting at a table being like oh what shall I eat and increasing your cortisol levels right like that <laughs> than ultimately not enjoying yourself and being extremely stressed out and not being able to have what you want okay so it's the lifestyle change but you don't have to do the die and diet you can just that's why it's a lifestyle <laughs> And I already feel like I have seen some kind of change in me. Like, I, you know, we've only been training with you or like, you know, coaching with you for well, um, like two, three weeks now. And I've already seen the change in my in my food, like from breakfast, lunch, like from breakfast right to dinner, right before I go to sleep. Like, And I'm already rejecting things like I didn't go for the slice of cake at work. I didn't go for that dessert at work. I didn't go for... Uh, I was hungry so I was like okay cool like let me go let me get up let me go get some water down some water let me see how I feel I didn't even want to go back to that snack machine you know and I feel like these little it is just making the effort to want it for yourself as well if you and I've and I've spoken to myself so many times I'm like yo if you want it you gotta go make the effort and go get it so uh yeah I've already showed myself that I can do it and I will say what the difference is this time with you as well, because it's not like I haven't tried other lifestyle changes or diets or exercise routines and, and, and things like that. I think because you have such great knowledge about the condition, you, you're able to clearly explain like, oh, you eating this affects your body this way and affects your well-being that way and it causes you stress this way. That all makes so much sense for what I'm going through, whereas where I've you know tried and given up tried and given up is the frustration of like I'm really trying at something and I'm not seeing the results and how frustrating that can be whereas now that I have all of this knowledge I feel like it's a lot easier for me to apply my mind to this new lifestyle change to the new 
foods and and you know the diet and things that I have now because I know that this is going to work in accordance to my body and what's happening with it whereas all the other things beforehand that that's not tailored to to my PCS condition which does pretty much rule my life if I think about it it does rule like my emotional well-being my physical health my menstrual health um and I've basically stopped talking and treating my PCOS like it's nothing and everyone's made me feel like it is and taking it a lot more seriously so you're welcome <laughs> yeah I think it's a nice a nice bit to sort of really talk about you promote you a little bit and then so like we said it is PCOS awareness month and we we felt really strongly about doing this episode one because um you know Nikki you, you suffer from it and you, I've seen I've really seen you go through it and I feel like yes there's not enough people that even know what it is you know sometimes I'll be like oh you know Nikki has PCOS you know bless her da, da, da. and people are like what's PCOS what does that stand for and it is so important to know because men you know you might have a wife that has this and you need to know how to you know be there for her number one number two if you don't even know yourself as women how to deal with your PCOS how to manage your symptoms how to manage your PCOS in terms of like hey how can I make myself feel better with the food I'm eating should I be doing this should I be doing that like I think it's just general kind of knowledge that we should know as well right this is and this is why we like to do the podcast because we like to educate ourselves and thank you so much to Keisha for coming on yeah so thank you so so much for listening and if you guys are interested in just finding out a little bit more about PCOS or how you can help your partner your sister your mom or anybody that you know um, or just even raise awareness around PCOS if you give me a follow on Instagram it's fitness with Keisha and if you want to work on your goals not just physically but mentally too you can always click the link in my bio or drop me a DM I'm always here to chat and she is and she's great and we can vouch for her because we are with her now and although it's only been a few few weeks I've already seen the difference and I'm really excited to continue my journey and kind of reach my fitness goals thank you I'm excited for you so it's been your girl Nikita it's been your girl Tash and Keisha and you've been listening to two chickpeas in a podcast oh you like it when this is like that this is it other like that Sorry for the force winting like that Brown skin tone painting like that